everyone, and welcome to this conversation presented by White House Custom Color. I'm Jed Toffer. Thanks for listening. You know, my wife Vicki and I have owned and operated our photography studio, V Gallery, for 20 years now. White House has been our lab for the last 16 of those years, and we could not be happier. White House is a family-run business, just like ours. If you haven't already, check them out at whcc.com. And if you want to drop me a line, feel free to email me at jed at whcc.com. What else can be true? Have you ever asked yourself that question? So many times we find ourselves caught up in and supporting various narratives and perspectives, but how often do we stop, take a minute, back up a bit, and ask, what else can be true? After a traumatic scare just before he turned 50, Tampa photographer Ryan Joseph found himself doing just that. He asked, what else can be true? And looked at himself and his life from a different perspective. And with a little help from his friends, he's continuing to ask and to grow and to claim victory over victimhood. Let's get to who you are and what you do and where you are and all that stuff out of the way. Give me a little intro to who you are. Hello, Jed. My name is Ryan Joseph. I am a photographer based in Tampa, Florida. Uh, I predominantly do fine art portraiture and weddings, but we do some commercial work as well, especially lately. And uh, I'm honored that I'm able to be on your podcast, my friend. <laughs> The the honor is mine. I I um I don't know exactly what you would like to talk about today, but I went to your blog and I read something that that is staying with me, and it's and it's encapsulated by this. You say so. In conclusion, let's try and concentrate on the beauty that has spawned from this difficult time in our history. Did I write that? I think you did. Yes. Uh, how else can you look at it, I guess, is my well. next question. But, yeah, how else can you look at it? I would answer that question um, by saying a lot of ways you can look at right. it. Right. And I think, I think, okay, I think that you... I think we see I think we see that playing out though, right? Like the different ways that you can look at the last 2 months, 3 months, however long it's been. There's a lot of ways that you can look at it. I I have a sense of you saying this is how I'm choosing to look at it. Absolutely. That's spot on. Can you unpack? Can you unpack Absolutely. that for me? There's been times in my past, um, just as recent as a year and a half, two years ago, that I would have not even come close to being able to do it that way. To look at it any other way that is from a, I hate to say it, a victim mentality, but it kind of is. Um, I've been that guy. I've been the victim. I've been everything but what I am, what I aspire to be now. And with that, uh, it's allowed me to take things such as this and taste them a little bit differently than I would have in the past, as well as what 
is it then that it will then spawn and produce? And it, that's where I got really, really curious, um, especially with a lot of time on my hands now uh, that, that I wasn't uh, accustomed to. A lot of us aren't, right? And so um, I just started just, all right, Lord, where is this? What is this? What's going on here? And, you know, why has always been the big question for me is a lot of people have said, especially recently, um, start with why, what's your why, all the, this fun Simon Sinek sayings. And, uh, but it's true. It, it's, it resonates with me. So what is it and why is it that this is going on and what can we do with it? When you say, um, Couple, two or three years ago, you would have looked at this differently, or you were you were different two or three years ago. What do you mean by that? Uh, again, I was in a, a darker place than I live now. Um, back to the "woe is me" victim mentality mindset uh, from an industry that's that's changed. Let's let's talk about weddings, for instance, because that's a lot of. A lot of the years, that's where my bread and butter came from. Sure. Um, it was starting to turn in a different direction. It was starting to be something I wasn't used to having to participate in as far as what you needed to do to stay relevant and stay, um, stay, stay busy, you know? And so social media. Yeah, that was big. Um, I have my dog behind me it has a diaper on <laughs> You talk about that later. <laughs> Keep the boys away. Um, so, yeah, I didn't. I tried to play that that card, uh, but for whatever reason, it wasn't wasn't working out for me. Um, mm -hmm. I would get whether you know I'm too artsy or I'm too this or I'm too that, and it just got really frustrating that the work that I wanted to do wasn't as readily available as it was in years past. And so, um, that, that just took me to a place that I had not been before. Um, my, as my wife will tell you, things prior to that had come a little easier for me ever, you know, my career. Uh, and, you know, I'm, I, I call like my, I'm 51 now for God, for, for goodness sakes. So I call our generation like the tweeners. We knew it before social media and we know it kind of after and seeing the effects of right. social media. Right. And so I'm right. looking, all right, I'm in this chasm of what do I do now? I thought what my mindset was, if you just do the work and you try and, and, and stay, um, creative and push the envelope and do do the things in the in the arena in which you participate meaning stay on to your craft that that was enough and i'm finding out or i found out that's it's not enough and you know if you put it out there they will come not really hmm. so there's more to it than that um so i had to have a shift it was either okay you either stay in your little hole of pity and, and victim mentality, or let's, you know, as, 
as our friend Dan says, well, what else could be true? And <laughs> I like that. That's where I got curious and say, what else could be true? And how much is this me? How much is what's going on, what I created, not necessarily what the industry created? And what is it? That is it a perception versus reality argument to some degree? Sure. Because you have, you know, there was a way to do things in my mind, this little picture and this little world that I built. There's a way to do it and a way to, to not do it. And, and you wanted, I wanted to have, um, I wanted to be relevant because I was, I was good at what I did. Mm. And not, you thought you should be relevant. That's even better. Yeah. I should be relevant because I was good at what I did. Not more than any, not as much as what I'm doing to show you or to, you know, show off or like, I don't know. I'm having trouble putting the but hope, hope. Well, I mean, you, you, you thought you were, I'm now I'm putting words in your mouth, so feel free to, you know, knock me down a little bit, but you knew you were good. This is at the time, you know, that when you know you're good, it's frustrating when you don't receive not just the accolades or the recognition, but the success. And in our case, you know, the clients and, you know, the work, um, when you know that you're good and you're not getting what you feel as though the results should be, that's very frustrating. Victim. That's what that creates. And looking back, which I've been doing a lot of reflection now, just from the actual creative process of looking back at my work, I wasn't that great. Is that right? I don't believe yeah, it. I mean, it's just... That's just reality. I don't believe it. I've I've been familiar with you and your work for a very long time. I mean, it, I don't ever remain. I don't ever remember thinking to myself, Ryan Joseph's not. He's not very good. Well, I mean, it's all it's all subjective, right? And and uh, my whole life, I've been my own worst critic, and that's kind of the well, okay, thing that we all have as creatives, right? And so, okay, looking back, there are some times that are like, wow, that's beautiful. But there's a lot more times of saying, Ooh, wow, I'm sorry. <laughs> I really should apologize. Because I was, I was, you know what, Jet? I was never, ever afraid to try something. And still, I'm still. Okay. You're still that way. Yeah, that hasn't changed. Uh, and so looking back at trying different techniques and like overlays and all the stuff that we did, you know, in the early part of the the 2000s and whatnot i just like i'm i i was just i was trying my best i would definitely got an a for effort but you know i uh are you good now i'm i'm better now i'm better now and i hopefully when you ask okay. me that question 10 years from now i'll have the same answer i'm better now right and not just from uh my mind works different now. So I can, I see things that I wouldn't have seen. And don't ask me for an example of this, but I, but I, I see things differently now. And I, and I don't know specifically what I mean, what I even mean by that, but I'm going to, you don't I'm gonna say it anyway. 
you don't have a sense of why it is or what you even mean by saying I see things differently now. If you if you had to ask me for a specific, no, I couldn't tell you specifically why I would say that, but I still know for a fact that it's true. But I feel like you've gone through some sort of transformation. Yeah, there's no doubt about it. I have. Your mindset is different now. You used you used to play the victim, or at least you feel like you played the victim, and you're you're no longer doing that. No, I I use uh, I was, you know, just thinking playing the victim. There's an arrogance about that in itself, where I would I would use humility as an arrogant trait. I use my humility would still be arrogance. It would still be laced somehow together. It was false. Yeah, false. What? I, I, yeah, I don't know if it was false. I guess it would have been, but if I got a compliment, I'd blow it off and say blah 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 blah. You know what I mean? But I was just more than anything. I just I didn't want to come across as arrogant, but I knew, I knew that I was, you know, that there was some truth to what they were saying. I just didn't have the ability to absorb it, and that came. And then so our friend Julia, one day spoke those words to me that your humility and your arrogance go hand in hand. <laughs> and yeah. I was like, well, what? <laughs> I'm arrogant because I'm humble. That makes no sense to me whatsoever. And then until I started delving into what that really means. And I'm like, that is, that was a, uh, a groundbreaking moment for me. And as far as transformation goes, I can tell you that. So now fast forward to the last few months, we all go through this crazy season where sure the option to play the victim was right there on the table and maybe, maybe still is really. I mean, it's right there. The woe is me. The, Oh, all these circumstances. And and honestly, you know, for a lot of people, because these circumstances are different for everybody, right? Yeah. Different people are in, are in uh, different states, not just the United States, but like different states of being and different states of circumstance with their personal life and their business. And so this affects people differently, right? Different levels. Um, but... To risk painting with a broad brush, you still have the option to play that victim card, right? I do. Every day. Or what else is true? And so what else is true? What's the other piece for you that you apparently have chosen? Well, you know, the other piece for me was kind of like the the George Costanza-ing of living your life just do the opposite of what you do the opposite of what you would normally do exactly <laughs> let's do the opposite Tried that before and see where that got me but what about over here what's what's yeah again yes what is it about over there that's now interesting to me and start reading different uh authors and you know books and going to apex with with jeff woods's um his his collaboration and Dan and uh, Revenant and all those things. It's just you know, I want you're familiar with Revenant with 
Mm-hmm. I am. Yes, you can. You can describe it a bit. It's it's a four day transformational workshop of some sort where you just get really, really, really honest with yourself. And uh, our good friend Dan sounds like a delight. Yes, and our good friend Dan, who has coached in prisons and in corporate America and everywhere in between, yeah. has the gift of calling your shit out, if I can say that, without even really knowing you that well. And Dan Takini, yes, right? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Sorry about that. Yes, Dan Takini. Um, and that's never happened to me before in that way, in, in, especially in a group environment as, as what it was. And uh, I also went in there thinking, you know, is this going to be like a, you know, silver bullet change everything overnight or four nights and I come back from it just a new man because it didn't that right. way. Right. It did not right. happen. It was actually, if I must be perfectly honest and I hate when people say that, but, um, I was, I was a little disappointed when I came home because it didn't happen. Yeah. I'm like, wait a minute. You're like, where's, where's this magical new person that was supposed to show up? And so, you know, it just kind of went back to what I was doing before. And, but slowly, if I just kept in it and, and kept being, again, I keep uh, overwork, overuse of words, getting curious and being curious of what else can be true. That's, uh, that's a phrase they always say. And I got kind of sick of hearing it from Julia, quite honestly. Yeah. But what else can be true? So what else can be true? Relevant to me because I already tried that before. Mm-hmm. What is it now that that I what 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 did I miss, or what did um, what's out there that that can be a little bit more profound than what I've tried to do in the past? And so I just I'm still I mean I you know I haven't stopped, uh, and it's this has been a two year three year process of just slowly each and every day, uh, you know, and then. A year ago, if I can talk about what happened to me last February 7th of 2019, a month before my 50th birthday, I thought I was having a heart attack. And a couple, three months prior to that, I just kept, I kept um, playing in my head, man, my 50th is coming up. What, What do you have to show for it? Mm. What is it? You should be here, 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 and here. Mm. As you call it, who I don't know who coined the phrase shooting all over yourself, but I was the master. And that's probably been my MO pretty much my whole life. For, for It's so good. It's so, I mean, that's such a good way to put it. And so yeah. I, you know, I live in a, a fairly affluent area. Of, of South of Tampa, it's called South Tampa, and mm-hmm. you're always comparing. You're always seeing what. Yeah. Want. Now you take that. I used to do that in just my photography professional world. Now I've just I've I've allowed that to then fester into everywhere. Yeah, your personal life. So yeah. even after Revenant, even after Julius coaching, it just kept. I was getting more tools to be able to work with it, but it. It it uh, it came to to uh, you know 
it came to fruition on February 7th when I thought I was having a heart attack and went to the emergency room, hooked up to all kinds of stuff, not knowing what the hell is going on and uh, blood pressure through the roof when I've always been very healthy, uh, you know, just like a switch went off. It's like, what in the hell is going on here? Um, Turns out uh, it was it was an anxiety attack. It was a panic attack, and but nobody, you know, nobody could tell me otherwise. I was convinced that this was a heart attack, and I have to go. And my wife will tell you to this day that she knew one hundred percent it wasn't a heart attack, but she she played along, and um, for the most of last year. 2019, I was a train wreck. I was, I'd never had in my life had more fear of dying than the pretty much the entire 2019 year. Mm-hmm. And that was just waking up in the middle of the night. Um, and again, and having panic, panic attacks in the middle, anxiety attacks in the middle of the night, your heart, feels like it's beating out of your chest for no reason that you can ever imagine. It just happens. And I've learned this whole process, how powerful your mind is because if you can use that, I mean, if, <clears throat> let's call that like a superpower for evil though. So what is it you can do to make that superpower and turn it around the other direction? Yes. That's my question. And and so, again, I just stayed in it. I just stayed in it. I wasn't going to run from it. I wasn't going to um, try to wish it away. I mean, I'm a prayerful man, so I do a lot of praying. But at the same time, uh, I also believe it was, a, it was God allowing me to, to, to get drawn and track through the mud so you, you can see that there's beauty. on. And I always, the whole time I was going through this, journaling and everything, and I know there's beauty on the other side of this. There's that word again. There's beauty on the other side of this. And sure enough, there has been. Getting on the other side of it almost simultaneously, you know, with almost to a year to the date, and then the whole COVID-19 thing starts happening. Right, right. So you're like, whew, that was rough. And then, boom. But if it happened the same time as what was going on last year, if it happened in 2019, yeah. 2020, I don't know. I didn't right. die or anything, but I could tell you I was ill-prepared right. to handle what's turning out to be some, still some stressful situations uh, that that's uh, propagated from what's all that's happening in our, in our world today. So you say, Again, these, these, your words, let's try and concentrate on the beauty that has spawned from this difficult time in our history. What does the beauty that has spawned look like for you? For me, it's been, you know, again, we've all heard people speak of, we all needed to slow down and we all need to spend more time with our families. We all needed to reflect and, and, and just have as much gratitude as possible kind of to transform your life. Um, I was already working on that anyway. And so I thought, all right, that's all true. That absolutely is all true. But 
um, creatively, what can this do? Because I'm not photographing anybody. So what kind of right. story can I tell? What, what is it that I can look back 20, 30, 40, 50 years from now and look at and say, that's how I documented this time in our lives. Cause that's what, you know, that's, as a photographer, that's what you're kind of, it's in your blood. That's what you want to do. Uh, but not necessarily the way I'd always done it before through documentary, documenting documentary style of photograph is what I'm trying to say. Right. Um, right. And I just started doing photo illustrations and, uh, start doing them on my phone through a couple apps. And then I just did, brought them into Photoshop and just started doing just my interpretation of what was happening in my world and what I was seeing through the lens of social media and things like, you know, Facebook and YouTube, you know, was also disheartening at the same time. And so it was a way of, for me, a uh, type of therapy possibly that allowed me to um, not go dark. And Wait, what do you mean? What do you mean disheartening? Um, the politis when, when we politicize our health, I had a really hard time with that. And I still do. Um, it seems like split right and left based on what you believe is your truth versus what they believe is their truth. And, and so somewhere in the middle are a lot of people like me thinking, okay, what the hell are we supposed to believe? <laughs> I mean, it was one thing when it was just politics at its point. Right. Now it's, this is some serious, you know, health issues that are going on. Is it, can I get it this way? Is it this communicable is it you know all these things that this group is saying but this group is contradicting and saying it's not true and you, youtube start taking videos down and just like what in the world is going on here and it just seems like mm -hmm. something far for far more nefarious than just a virus to me mm. mm -hmm. um and so how do i how can i communicate that through through imagery and it's just, I, I still have those thoughts, but I don't know if in years past that, you know, I, I've never been the one who loses their mind on, on social media and regrets. Right. It, you know, I've never been that guy. Right. Externally, internally. <laughs> Hell yes, I was that guy. Internally all the time. <laughs> it was. And, and, and I would... I would, um, I would internally start feeling about other people and their way in which they can, oh. like I was feeling about, I would call them the victims. Just shut up. Mm. Quit playing a victim. Quit playing a victim. Mm. Mm. Like I'm looking mm. in the mirror for crying out loud. Mm. Mm -hmm. You be it. So you see it. That was, that was it. And so I've, I think I've done well in getting through that, although it still lingers every once in a while. Um, but, and I've got more mercy, more compassion, more love than I've ever had in my life. And is that what it's, and is that what it is? Is that what it has come down to is that you have transformed and are transforming. 
into a more loving and compassionate and maybe empathetic person than you were before as a result? I really hope so. I really hope so. Um, it, I, I can't say that it's, it's not true. I feel it at least, you know, and I hope I project it because I was a judgmental SOB. I'm not going to lie. Is that right? Again, always internally, always internally. So, but people like Dan and people like Julia can see that as if it were, you know, wearing it on your t-shirt. Right. <laughs> Where those are, those people are instrumental to have in your life. And I was mm. incredibly blessed to be, I've always been circled with greatness. You know, whether it's my brother uh, who's in part of the church, what's another brother who's just as the overachiever, whether it's Parker or Fister, by the way, who very dear friend of mine whether jeff and julia all always and then dan comes into my life i've been you know two amazing parents i've always had i had no excuses basically and that's what mm. kind of going back to my whole anxiety trip was dude you got nothing to be anxious about what is going on here yeah and that's what was oh my gosh probably one of the most frustrating things to to kind of to grasp is like, even when I'm at Revenant, I'm like, I'm looking around and I wasn't saying this to be uh, pompous or arrogant at all. It's like, I don't belong here. These people have real problems. These, oh, I these see people what you're been saying. in prison. These people have just, my partner lost everything. I was there two weeks after the fires and he had a, a heating and cooling business, lost everything burned to a crisp truck equipment everything thousands of dollars in cash he lost because he had it in his house uh. and it's just and there those those were most of the people in there people with who had abusive parents on all levels i'm looking around going and you're thinking oh i'm not very good at social media and people i'm not getting enough clients <laughs> I'm I'm better than what my <laughs> I'm like oh my gosh man yeah it's a wake up call yeah but it was but if you ask anybody I had every right to be there as much as they did yeah from their yeah from their perspective right and so you know I can look back and say maybe I didn't show up as much as I should have based on my thought that I don't want to take away anybody else's time um now nobody's ever said that, but I, I can kind of I can think that sometimes. And maybe it maybe that's a piece of your arrogant humility. Yeah, it's exactly what it is. Mm -hmm. So when this whole anxiety issue took place last year, I'm like, okay, now I get it. This is dark. I've never been through darkness like this before. Hmm but you have now the tools to go to battle and you just have to believe in them. And so, man, God bless my wife. Good Lord. I don't know how I would have done it. Yeah. It's incredibly frustrating to sit there and watch your husband 
hmm. fall apart. Not only that, it's like, who's going to take care of us? No. And so then there was judgment on myself about that. Just kept hmm. piling on, piling on, piling on. And I was the one doing most of the shoveling. Huh? Yeah. Yeah. Right. And uh, through grace of God, man, we got through it. And we're continuing to get through it. And, you know, I, I, I've said this whole past couple of months, I should be freaking out far more than I am, but I'm right. I'm not. And kind of concerning. <laughs> I was like, what are you, what am I missing here? Right. Cause uh, most people who just lost $15,000 in one month from bookings, yeah. uh, they would be, they'd be freaking out. Right. I'm not, I haven't yet. And I hope I don't. So at the same time, what else can I do instead of worrying about all that? Is there a way that I can start still growing and using this as a catalyst to, to go places that I've never gone before. I've never done photo illustrations before. I've never done, mm-hmm. never done any of that stuff before. I just did one yesterday mm-hmm. for, um, Mr. Floyd, who was murdered in Minneapolis. Yes, I couldn't, I couldn't sleep. It's like, well, where, where was my passion for all this? The 225 other times this has happened. Right. Well, I don't know, but it's here now. Right. And where can people go to, to see this work, to see your stuff? I can just see it. I've only, it's not like a ton of it out there, but um, it's on my website rjphoto.com and my Facebook page. Um, there's other processes that I want to do with them to get them off the screen and onto print. So that's what I'm working on right now too. What am I, I, What's your, I don't know what I'm going to do. What are your plans moving forward? What do you want to do with the work? Is it something that you consider part of your business now or is this just a passion project. What is this? Um, there's part of it that, you know, I've always been told and we see it a lot these days. And I used to kind of make fun of this. Why is everybody telling everybody their problems? Why is everybody so transparent? I don't understand this. I don't, I don't get it. And that was, that's my, my tweener mentality. It's like, we never did that before. We never talked about stuff. We just, we just let it fester and then no. it's all internal. It's all internal, right? Blows up. Uh, but mm-hmm. now I, I think it's a necessary thing in a lot of ways. So on mm. two fronts, it, it helps you communicate who you are and helps people see the same. Um, not because you want to impress them, but more so they can get a better idea of what you're about. And, mm-hmm. um, transparency and vulnerability are all these things that we seemingly we crave, you know, we can see the popularity of social media and how it's, you know, um, you know, allowed that all to happen in a space that we can sometimes say too much. Right. Right. Sometimes tweet too much. Right. I don't have Twitter though. I was talking about the orange guy. I think I know who you're talking about. <laughs> oh, you know what? I, I didn't know that you were going to 
that you were going to go there, but I feel like you did. And I, orange guy? I appreciate it very much. You think I'd go to orange guy? Is that what you mean? No, 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 not the orange guy. I'm talking about yourself. Uh, well, there, I don't, there, there it there is. is. There it is. I appreciate your time. I encourage people to go to check out some of the stuff that you've done. I'm looking at one of them right now. Um, they started real quick. They started as self portraits. So the very first. Yeah, I see that. That's yeah. That's what. A there's a few of them on here. And as photographers, we've seen over the years that people like to do self portraits of uh, of themselves. Allow myself to introduce myself and. Right. Um, I had really nothing to say just doing a typical self-portrait that's been done 27,000 times. Right. Right. This right. allowed me to go into, into my mind and my head a little bit and see what came out. Well, thank you for sharing both your, your story and your work um, and your thought process and the situation that you're in. Keep growing, keep becoming. And we'll uh, catch up again sometime, my brother. Thank you, Jed. I appreciate you, man. I love what you've done and love to your beautiful family. Thanks, brother. Peace.